And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Whoa. Whoa. WrestleMania. Fighting to survive. Pump it up. Pump it up. Isn't isn't that the same way that we started the show last week, essentially? Did we? Uh, DC Matthews at the DC... Well, I mean, at the DC Matthews. It's not... You didn't actually start that way, but I feel like within the first three minutes of the show, those lyrics were recited. So I guess it's different. It is the ultimate theme of WrestleMania. I believe you know, that is what you said last week, yes. And I agree, actually. I, I am. I, know I agree do. with you. I was going to play the version that features Hacksaw Jim Duggan, but I was going to wait. <laughs> I was going to wait until next week when we're actually recording the day before TakeOver. Like, people are going to be at WrestleMania. People are going to be doing things. Yeah. And, and uh, I figured that would be a more appropriate time. But at the same time. I wasn't really sure how to start the show, Doc Manson at Doc Manson, and that is what popped in my head. And that's, there it is. That that is how There's I tend to. There's my name. There's my Twitter handle. Ah. Yeah. Uh, let's just hold on. Let's just see here. How yes. many tweets have you sent since last <laughs> time? Not uh, many, I bet. Let's see. I. As far as this, you've posted no original tweets. If we consider your replies, uh, one, two, three. You have posted, you have tweeted three times. This is the entirety. This is like, it's almost like a haiku. That, this seems likely. Impossible. No one listens to DDT pod. More than five years old. That's setting the bar pretty low. That is the extent of Doc Manson's Twitter presence from the last seven days. Well, it's not like there's anything exciting going on that I ought to be talking about. You should be there just talking because it's good to have conversation. (sighs) I don't notice a lot of conversations happening on social media. I see a lot of yelling at each other, and that's about it. You think so? There's more conversation in the find your happy chat. Everybody drink. But I mean, outside of that, like uh, people just talk at each other more than converse. I I have said I've spent some time in the NAI Patreon chat lately. Huh? I spent some time uh, unfollowing everybody from the New Age Insiders recently on Twitter. So there's that. Say it. What? What you usually say. I don't know what you mean, DC Matthews. Okay. So you're no longer following Jason or Bill or your best buddy, Liam? I I am not. Okay. And you know what the amazing thing is? Nothing's changed. Well, that is the secret of social media is that none of it really matters. Like Ding. <clears throat> I know I know a lot of people have made some good uh relationships and friendships and I'm sure there are people who have even found their soulmates via social media. But when it all comes down to it, a lot of your day will continue to be the same as it ever was. Whether or not you go on and post your 280 characters, whether or not you follow whomever you choose to follow. I keep thinking one of these days I'm going to come on and I'm going to send a tweet and try to at you and it won't be possible. Because you'll have just. I think you're right. Sooner or later, that's going to happen. What will you do? What do you mean? This seems to be a common theme of the last months of this show. And maybe it's because, you know, I used to live with you for a while. So I, I, I used to have very intimate knowledge of what you did. Um, but I seem to be very interested in, in what you do with your day to day lives and what, you know, how you like, what do you do with your daily life? What is, what's the big secret? Like, 
I, what is so fascinating about what I do? I guess I'm just comparing it to what I do. <clears throat> you know, it's that interesting thing of, you know, what do other people do? Like, you get home from work, you don't go online. Now, granted, I was for a while there doing the DC diaries and, you know, getting, I think I'm muted by more people than actually, I'm muted by more people than I'm unmuted by. <clears throat> I don't know about sure. that. I don't know. I'm, you know, I've got a fair amount of followers and the same six people interact with me and I love them dearly, but I think it's because most of them got sick of my tweets from 1981 WCCW and just told me to go away. Well, as long as you have found your happy, who cares? Well, and I moved on from that. Now I'm watching, um, you know, things on YouTube, and I'm writing and enjoying that and doing, all, you know, all of these things. So I don't know. I just want to make sure you're happy. Want to make sure you know. Are you playing games? Are you are you working on your secret project? Is that what you're taking up your time doing? Is that two or three hours every night? I don't think it's two or three hours every night, but. I probably spend an hour or so hammering or hammering away at uh, at it every night, at least. Um, when do you expect? You know, you know just ballpark here. Mm. When do you expect to? Uh, you know, to have an announcement? Are we? Are we gonna? Is it Never. Gonna take, no, that's <laughs> not true. That's not true. You will have an announcement. This yeah, is not I don't know. Um, this you first can, episode you know. is just taking me such a long time to work through that <clears throat> I don't, and I, 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 it's not the sort of thing that I want to to, to uh, announce or launch or anything when I've only got one episode even in the hopper. And mind you, I'm still writing. I'm not even recording or anything else because there's more to it than that for this particular project. But I, I, I don't know. I just, um, I'd like to have at least four of them, I think, in the bank ready to go. Before I, I, I launch anything. So I, I think it's going to be a while. It's not going to be soon, I don't think. All right. Well, it's good. To, what are you drinking? What is that amberish liquid? Tea? Uh, that That's just cream soda. Oh, all right. Delicious, delicious cream it soda. As, it wasn't as fizzy. Yeah, I think it's a polar one, so it's maybe a little uh, less fizzy, but all right. still good. Still all good. Right. I don't remember the last time I had seen you drink a beer, so I was like, I don't think that's what it is. When was the last time no, you had a beer? I don't know. All right. Last time that GQ brought one over that made and made me drink it, probably. I don't know when that was. Oh, GQ. Hello, GQ. Oh, GQ. Haven't heard from GQ. I don't know if he still listens. The code word for this week's show is... Snagglepuss. Snagglepuss. Code word for this week's episode is Snagglepuss. Doc, WrestleMania is literally a week away. Yeah. Uh, you know, TakeOver will be a week from tomorrow. The Hall of Fame on Saturday. The the show of shows on Sunday. D in terms of rank this by not in a list, of course. Um, but if you had to compare your level of excitement to a two-dimensional shape, what would it be? How many points of interest are there? Are you just a circle? Is it just nothing? Are you a triangle? Kind of, sort of. Are you are you heading into octagonal territory? I mean, I'm significantly less interested now, knowing that my girl Asuka is not going to be involved and much in the show. That that almost felt personal to me. It almost felt like somebody in WWE was like, you know what, Doc? We gave you every opportunity to jump on board. And I just you don't didn't. understand why they felt that they needed another title in that match. I mean, it's already the main event of WrestleMania. Yes. Like, and that's probably why. I, but I, at the same time, it's completely unnecessary. There are there are two reasons that come to mind, one more likely than the other. The less likely one is they're going to unify those belts. And the winner is going to be the universal women's champion. The more likely answer is that they want to be able to end that show with the four horsewomen of WWE holding up titles. 
Charlotte will have her blue belt. Becky will have the red belt. Sasha and Bailey will have come out with their tag team belts. And the four <clears throat> women that signify the women's evolution will end the WrestleMania with the first female main event, all holding their titles. That is that is the likeliest reason this happened. And I presume that Stephanie McMahon will also be theirs, you know? So just like, <laughs> I did it! It's possible she'll get in the photo, too. I would hope not. But now that you've put it out there into the ether, I could very easily see that being the case. We get, we did it, guys! We did it! <clears throat> so, my point... Lady the Stephanie McMahon story. <laughs> My plan is to still, if it's still, the invitation's still out there, is to still wander over on Friday for TakeOver, because again, uh-huh. I want to watch you watch Walter. I, um, I want to watch Walter. If I'm not there on Sunday, what is the likelihood that you watch WrestleMania? That depends on whether you leave my WWE app logged in. Can you watch on more than one? Like, if I leave it logged in, can we both watch at the same time? I don't know. If that's the case, then I probably will. Because I do want you to be able to watch. Um, I'm more than willing to try. And if you have problems, text me and I will stop. Um, honestly, it's going to be Sunday. At a certain point, I might be like, yes, I'd like to watch from 7 to 8.30, please. And then you can watch the rest of it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, we don't do predictions and productions anymore unless you would like to for this, but I doubt it. Would you like to know? I'm going to ask every week. Would you like to know the matches? Would you like to just be pleasantly surprised <clears throat> when you turn on the TV next week? Um. How much wrestling yeah, well, conversation I mean, would you like to have today is more of what I'm getting to. Minimal. But at the same time, I guess it is the week before, and ostensibly the people listening to this show have some interest in wrestling. So why, why don't you explain for the folks at home, DC? Why, why don't you explain to them uh, what, what the card is looking like right now? And maybe we'll all be a little more intrigued well, WrestleMania Sunday. Well, WrestleMania itself currently has 13 matches. That does not count a woman's battle royal if that happens, and it does not count any tag team title matches. So potentially, we're up to 16 matches. Now, I've been saying 15 because over the last few years, they had 12 at 32, 13 at 33, 14 at 34. So I had said 15, but the the number of singles matches, it's what... Aren't there three tag team titles, and therefore yes. it would be up to 17 if they did all three The women's them? tag team title has a match. Oh, but you said there were no tag team title matches. Referring to the men's tag team titles. The uh... raw men's tag team titles, currently held by the Revival, and the SmackDown tag team titles, currently held by the Usos. Um, of no. course they are. <clears throat> now, the big story of the week... I would say, would be that Kofi Kingston has finally gotten his match at WrestleMania versus Daniel Bryan. Oh, really? Wow, I'm so surprised. I never would have guessed. That's how the story was developing. Wow. Whoa. They really (laughs) had me on the edge of my seat. I never thought it could possibly happen. Oh, oh, wow. Really pulled the wool over our eyes, didn't they, DC? Wow, that's good writing. That is good writing. The story has been pretty good, and I understand that, yes, The story had a natural conclusion that everyone knew. But in this case, Kofi had to run the gauntlet last week and failed. This week, he was given another opportunity, but this time, Big E and Xavier had to run a tag team gauntlet. And if they were successful, they would give their brother in arms, Kofi Kingston, a title shot. And so they did. They defeated uh, Gallows and Anderson. Remember them? Who? They defeated Rusev and Nakamura. Who? They defeated the Bar. I remember them. Um, they were about to wrestle the Usos, and the Usos claim claiming respect, too much respect for them and for Kofi. They forfeited. 
So they basically just surrendered. And then they had to wrestle Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan, and they beat them. And now Kofi gets in. So it was a very nice story. I didn't even realize. Shows you how out of touch I am. Um, it was at the casino. Like, we feasibly could have gone to SmackDown. It was in our neck of the woods. Interesting. Yeah, had no idea. Um, so I imagine, you know, I will run down the card for you, but I imagine that as payback for forfeiting, Vince McMahon is going to announce that the Usos will have to defend their tag titles in some sort of large multi-team match, probably against Rusev and Nakamura and the bar. Um, but here we go. Here's what we're looking at here. Buddy Murphy, the cruiserweight champion, will be taking on Tony Nese for the cruiserweight title. Is As he still doing the uh, politician thing? That's Drew Gulak. Ah. <laughs> I don't know who Tony Nese is. That's then. okay. He's, uh, I don't really know. He's got a lot of abs. He's got long hair and a beard. That's all I know. Um, We've got... Triple H versus Batista, no holds barred match. If Triple H loses, he's done as a wrestler. Uh, Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin, Kurt Angle's final match. Yeah, that's a fitting end. Shane McMahon versus The Miz, falls count anywhere. I hope that right before uh, hitting him with the deep six, that, that Baron Corbin just whispers into Kurt Angle's ear, uh, his his love and his respect. It'll be a fitting end to one of wrestling's true heroes. AJ Styles will wrestle Randy Orton. Samoa Joe, who is your United States champion, will be taking on Rey Mysterio. Bobby Lashley, who is your Intercontinental champion, will be taking on Finn Balor. Roman Reigns will be wrestling Drew McIntyre. Uh, you know about Brian versus Kofi. You know about Lesnar versus Rollins. You know about Rousey versus Lynch versus Charlotte. The women's tag team titles will be the Boston Hug Connection versus the Iconics versus Nia Jackson Tamina versus Beth Phoenix and Natalia. All right. Well, that should be, you know, good. All right. And then there is the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, which currently only has three participants. Them well, be, be a short match. Them being Braun Strowman, Colin Jost, and Michael Che. Wait, who? Colin Jost. I believe that's how you pronounce his name. And Michael Che. Do you know I mean, who they are? At least I've are? heard Tony Nese's name before. Who who are these people? They are cast members on Saturday Night Live. And they hosted Raw a few weeks ago and got into it with Braun Strowman, and now they've been invited to compete in the Andre Battle Royal. Remember when I said that Braun Strowman winning the tag team titles with Nicholas was the death bell of his career? You were wrong. Or you were right, and it's just... I was right. <laughs> uh, WWE.com, you'll be interested to know this. WWE.com, headline story right now. See what former Raw Tag Team Champion Nicholas is up to today. Remember him? What? Is it a story about him getting his first pubes, or what? Because <laughs> Well, let's find out. There's a three-minute video. Uh, I hope not. Oh, it's not even an article. It's just a video. I don't have any interest. I'd read something. But. <laughs> I won't watch or listen to a thing. Not about that. So, um, having said all that, there is still a lot about WrestleMania I am looking forward to. The U.S. title match should be interesting. Reigns versus McIntyre. I'm excited to see Roman Reigns in a match that's not going to go on last. So... There's a lot to like about WrestleMania, but there's also many question marks. So. So yes. where is Asuka? Again, I imagine there's going to be a WrestleMania women's battle royal because they try to get everyone on the show. And she Except will... they put so many people in that ag match. Yeah, that's true. But she'll be there with uh, Carmella. 
and Lana and Naomi and Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville and Lacey Evans and the Riot Squad. I'm in Battle Royale. Cool. Cool. All right. Cool. 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 So. Cool. Alexa Bliss is hosting. I know that's exciting for you. Elias is going to perform. Is Alexa Bliss done as a wrestler? Is she just too injured? I don't believe so. I think this is, you know, um, I think this is one of those situations where you came back a little late. We don't really have, you're not part of the story right now. So we'll put you in this role and see where we go after. But I would, it could happen that she just becomes a personality. So once again, if I so if I leave my my password and stuff, you'll watch on Sunday. I mean, it's the it's the big show. I, I I would check it out. As of right now, no matches have been announced for the pre-show. I am hoping the cruiserweights get on the main show, but I'm not optimistic. You know for a fact. I don't know that for a fact they are on the pre-show. I don't know that and for a fact. Chances are, whatever that Nakamura match is, is on the pre-show too. Nakamura. Oh, the SmackDown tie. That would be a fun little jab from Vince to say not only do you have to wrestle all of these but you're going to be on the pre-show where you belong but um it, it's opening day for baseball would you rather chat about baseball no i would never rather talk about baseball here's something you can tell me about I, it might be in the emails cuz we do have 10 of them so we'll get to that whatever happened to wade boggs <laughs> Uh, you ask, I will. That's uh, like the one name I know. Inquire. Him and Don Mattingly. He's a coach. Don Mattingly? Yeah. Yeah. Does he still have that sick stash? No. Damn it. And now um, it is Alex Trebek, I suppose. So not all stashes can last. He's forever. done some. He's done some color commentary, Mister Boggs, and. Um, that's about it, as far as I can see here. What about that guy who pitched really fast? <laughs> there are many guys. Who no, 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 have like the fit. one though that pitched really fast. <laughs> Ryan something. Nolan Ryan. That's the one. Nolan he, Ryan. I believe is president of the Houston Astros right now. Oh, so he has money. Nope, nope. I'm. Oh, yes, he's executive advisor to the owner of the Houston Astros. Oh, okay. So you know three baseball players, which I gotta say is more than I thought. That's it, something, Ryan. I, I, don't, I, I don't know if I really count. <laughs> Ryan, the guy who threw fast. Well, uh, he did, right? Now that you let's throw very fast to the emails podcast at ddtwrestling.com. I haven't even been taking notes, but Ryan, the one who flew through fast, is currently leading in terms of my suggestions for the name of this episode. <laughs> Either that or WrestleMania hyphen eh. Um, podcast at ddtwrestling.com. We've got 10 emails right now, and hopefully even more will come in. Uh, we've got two this week from our buddy TC Clockworth, and the first one is called <laughs> Numbers. <laughs> if you could rank whoever corresponded with the number 380 and where would you? This is a trick. Are you falling for this it? This is a trick, bitch <laughs> Um And I will have none of it. I am not in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> and as such, I will not be ranking any wrestlers today. Do you even want to know who was 382? I'm going to look it up. No, I do not. Because what if it's a name that you actually want to want to rank? I don't think there is such a name. Okay. We could do the Tournament of Snacks. That's still Steve available. Steve Anderson writes in, My name is Anderson from Arizona. I was looking for some artwork online, and I found your contact while searching. I would like to purchase some of your work for my wife as a surprise gift for our 20th anniversary. Please kindly send pics and prices of some of your art, which are ready for immediate sale within price range 200 to to $1,000. I hope to hear a lot more about any available pieces in your inventory 
ready for immediate sale. Thanks and best regards, Anderson! Exclamation point, exclamation I assume um, he wants to buy a t-shirt. Where would you go if you wanted to buy a t-shirt? You can go to store.ddtwrestling.com. You could buy the the Beefcake Hall of Fame 2.0 shirt. Is he even going into the Hall of Fame? Did it ever get announced? No. Not yet, anyways. The Hart Foundation. Not the whole stable. Just Brett and Neidhart. Uh, so, you know, folks, you really want to get on this uh, Beefcake <laughs> Hall of Fame shirt because oh, man. it's so limited edition <laughs> that he's not even getting into the Hall of Fame this year. This is like a true testament to to time and place. I don't even know what to say anymore. Uh, it's going to be rare. That's all I'm saying. Jack Gallagher. What do you think about Jack Gallagher? I mean, I liked him once. That was a long time ago. So, are we talking above Simon the borderline? Simon writes in, the monkey returns. Greetings from sunny Manchester, where it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. I mean, New York City. I am staring at a New York City bus parked next to a New York City newspaper. Give her outer machiny thingy. They, the other DC probably, are filming a Spider-Man thing. Manchester's North Quarter looks like New York. Parts of Captain America was filmed here, too, for a wartime New York City look. I love your no-nonsense black-and-white look at the wrestlers and storylines of WWE. This is quite similar to my approach. There was no good choice in that group. I do not like Matt Riddle. Two good examples that make me want to stand up on a desk and salute you dramatically. If I could stand up, I would. For you, too. My question is related to this. When you have no interest in one side of a conflict, do you lose interest in the whole match situation, or does it make it easier for you to emphatically support one side? DC's lack of interest in Riddle would, at least to me, make full-throated support of Velveteen best option instead of no interest in the conflict. I like matches where I love or loathe one side. The matches where I am ambivalent to both are the struggle for me. Triple H versus Batista, Brick versus Seth would be examples of meh. I also like the idea of calling Brock Brick from now on. <laughs> I love Balor, Styles, Becky, Galloway, and Kofi, so no problems there. Thank you for your time and every second of food-related content. Sincerely, the monkey of fake sport. We've missed also you, Simon. some pictures. Did What's he? that? Oh, yeah. he did. Yeah, a that fake is New York a taxi. Times? And, yeah. A fake taxi? So are they filming... This is cool. Spider-Man thing. That must be more of... I thought they had finished the second movie, but it must not be. Um... I've, you know, I've tweeted about this. I've, I've come to a realization about Matt Riddle. If I ignore everything about his presentation, just focus on the in-ring content and call him Riddle Von Eric, because the Von Eric family famously wrestled barefoot, then I'm going to enjoy him just fine because he's a fantastic wrestler. It's everything about the rest of it that makes me want to vomit. So that's, that's what I've decided to do. Uh, but yeah, I'll be cheering for Velveteen Dream. Not not a question. Um, and, you know, I don't know. I, I In wrestling, I, I think because everything is about the storyline, I have difficulty, you know, throwing all my support behind someone uh, just because I like them. You know what I mean? Uh, sure. Certainly, yes, it, to some degree, I'm going to root for the person that I like against the person that I don't. Of course, that's obvious. But, yeah, if I, if I really just don't care at all about the opponent, it, it does make it very difficult to sort of get invested at all because it's again with wrestling it's all about the story mm -hmm. at least to me i don't know if kurt angle was wrestling john cena at wrestlemania uh -huh. would you have more interest in that match i would because there'd be a certain sense of poetic closure there at least potentially and i don't know there's something to that that would be a spectacle to me um baron corbin on the other hand offers nothing of value mm-hmm Okay. Um, and in fact, only the best thing that could happen in that match is Baron Corbin wins, right? And that would just piss me off. And I know that a heels winning are supposed to piss you off, so good on them. Except I'd rather not give them nine ninety nine a month. So to some extent, the way that heels and are supposed to make you feel just doesn't work in the modern age. Sure. The way I'm okay with that is Kurt Angle should not win his last match. It's your last match. Like, 
Shawn Michaels didn't go. Yeah, so, but Shawn Michaels it's not like didn't he's go. Gonna be passing the torch. No, to Baron. But Shawn Mike, Shawn, Ric Flair was not passing the torch to Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels no, did but at not least go. That was like mutual respect. Yes. There was like something I going suppose. on there. But he didn't this go. I'm sorry. Nothing. I love you. And then get schoolboyed. Like you're right. supposed like, this to go is out a on wet your back. Fart of a last match. I don't care it what is. happens. It is. But I, I presume they're hoping that being able to say, go out the next night on Raw and say, I retired Kurt Angle. The problem is, you know, he was going to retire anyways. Like, Kurt Angle could wrestle a mop well, and still. And the be- other part of that is, people already don't like Baron Corbin for all the wrong reasons. Like, this is not going to give him any heat beyond what he already has, it doesn't help him at all. To retire Kurt Angle. It doesn't. He can go out there for the next six months like, you know, like Paul Heyman and just start every promo with, I'm the guy that retired Kurt Angle. And yeah, we'll get annoyed that he keeps saying the same thing over and over again, but he already has that heat. He could literally go out there and be like, every night, hey, you like my vest? (laughs) Like he could just say that for the next six months and we would hate him just as much. I I would totally get behind that character. Me too, actually. <laughs> Scott Hall comes out and goes, hey, yo. Baron Corbin goes out and goes, hey. It's purple. Um, our next email comes from Che. Missing at Mania. Hey, guys. Taking the Andre Battle Royal out of the equation, who are you surprised to see hasn't currently got a match or meaningful spot at Mania. Can you, can you see yourselves trying to get back into the weekly wrestling programming after Mania when the programming sees roster changes and seems to reset? Hope you're both keeping well. All the best from across the pond. Che, sent from my Samsung Galaxy smartphone. Um, yeah, Asuka's the answer. Outside of that, I guess Kevin Owens because he wrestled for the title last month. But yeah, he also yeah, just, Kevin Owens is a good answer. He also just got back. Like, yeah, it, right. it makes sense for him to be in the Battle Royal. Um, and yes, I am more excited for the shakeup than I am for WrestleMania, which is my own fault because my expectations for the shakeup are huge, which is most likely only going to lead to disappointment. I have zero inkling or like, I don't know, the, the, the shakeup means nothing to me after WrestleMania. What will get me um, to at least look at the weekly wrestling programming again is when they move SmackDown to Fox Mm. uh, at the end of the year. That will get my eyes back on the product just to see what it looks like, what changes they are going to make. I feel like that's one of the reasons why I have elevated expectations is because WrestleMania is over. This is now the big story. Once WrestleMania ends, Kofi, Brian, Brick, Seth, I do like Brick, Brick Lesnar. Um, you know, we're now heading towards Brick that Fox. Lazar. <laughs> Brick Lesnar. Man, sounds like a sci-fi character. Um, yeah, we're heading towards the Fox deal. So I would imagine we're going to see some serious talent heading over towards the blue brand because they're the ones that are going to need it. You know, whether it's Roman Reigns or Seth Rollins or potentially both. Like, I think we're going to start to see SmackDown, you know, start to be a little more of a big deal. Like, it's been the A show in fans' minds. I don't know if it's going to be the A show in the company's mind, but certainly they have to at least put something behind it. You would think. Um, You know, and it's possible that after this podcast, because it is opening day and I do enjoy baseball, um, <clears throat> it is quite possible I'll be firing up PlayStation View again. And, uh, you know, that will give me the ability to watch weekly wrestling programming um, without having to, you know, remember that it's on Hulu. So, yeah, I'll probably be paying a little bit more attention. Danielle's email, Doc for Hall of Fame equals the list. Go ahead. Hello. For my world literature class, we are reading eight books this semester. We've already completed five. I've got the list below and wanted to see if you guys have ever read any of these. Uh, The Tempest by Shakespeare. No. No? A Tempest by Aimé Césaire. No. 
No. Heart of Darkness by Joseph Conrad. Yes. Yes. Season of Migrating to the North by Tayeb Salee. No. No. Jane Eyre by Charlotte Bronte. No. No. The, no. Wa- the Wide Sargasso Sea by Jean Rhys. No. No. Uh, Kim by Rudyard Kipling. No. No. The Mandala of Sherlock Holmes by Jamyang Norbu. No. No. This has nothing to do with you being in the Hall of Fame. Question. <clears throat> Did Brandon buy a Beefcake 2.0 shirt? If not, no. I'm considering buying one for the summer. Yes. <clears throat> Speaking of summer, I might email next week about a fun summer thing I'll get to do for work. Cool. Finally, I get to be on the public radio show and podcast Away With Words to ask if there's a word for a celebration event like WrestleMania 35 that ends in fives or zeros. It's a fun debate over with the NAI crew, and I'll get to figure out the answer on Wednesday, April 3rd. Until next week, cheers, Danielle. Excellent. I hope you yeah, have a good time cool. on the podcast. Podcasts are fun. Uh, yeah, yeah you can be, you can still be the only person to own a Beefcake 2.0 shirt. And like Doc said, it is a collector's item. Mm-hmm. Glenn, the longest show on earth. Hi, guys. I know DC will say go to bed as an answer, but imagine you were staying up for 12 hours of WrestleMania. During which matches do you take bathroom breaks? Which different snacks do you have for the marathon? And which beverages do you drink? Thanks, as always, Glenn. I've always had a problem with this. When you go to a live show, bathroom break matches make sense because you've got to get up out of your seat, walk across the concourse, find the bathroom, wait for an open stall or an open urinal for men, <clears throat> whatever's inside a women's bathroom for women, and then make your way all the way back to your seat. When I'm at Manson Manor, there is a bathroom within earshot of the TV. So like true, I can go use the facilities and get back in 45 seconds or so. So I'm not going to need a match to take a break. You know, I'm actually thinking this year, I'm going to take the iPad. I'm going to set it up in the toilet. So that way, anybody who goes to the bathroom doesn't have to miss a second of the show. You're saying that because... At least one, if not everyone, who's going to be watching WrestleMania has battled gastrointestinal problems at one point in time and might need Absolutely. to be in the bathroom. I just figured you were going to just be like, I'm going to be in the tub the entire night. <laughs> um, if I had to pick one of these matches that I would get up, go get a snack, and absolutely pay no attention to, um, the Battle Royal, that's the one that jumps out at me the most. Uh yeah. Maybe Lashley versus Balor, though there's a chance we get demon paint, so that'll at least want to see the entrance. You know, this this card is good. It's good. There's not a lot that I'm like, oh my god, I can't wait to see this, but it's good. Yeah, so. I mean, on paper, it's okay. I- I'll give it that. Yeah. It-, it does look like at least it should be some solid wrestling matches. Um, you know, I don't know what time it's going to, I imagine it's going to start at seven. So the pre-show will start at five. If you're lucky. And it'll go to at least midnight. So it's going to be, if you watch the pre-show, at least a seven hour show. Um, what, what food would you hope to have? Cause again, you know, what well, beverages I know. do I, I drink? Mean- I drink water. Yeah, I mean, you probably just want to have water if you're trying to avoid, you know. Is he talking about, like, at the event? Is he going to the event? Well, I believe he is, but... Because, like, I would avoid beer, because beer would just go right through you at some point. Once you break the seal, you go to the bathroom once, and you're just going to pee in every 30 minutes. Um... But yeah, no, I think it's, you know, what different snacks do you have? If it's a 12, if it's honestly a 12 hour show, you need a meal in there. You need, yeah, you, know. you need to get some hot dogs. You need to get yourself some pretzel nugs. Yeah. Maybe some of that beer cheese. Oh, wings. yeah. You got to bring wings out like halfway through to kind of like fire everything up. Absolutely. Get some nachos in there. Mm. Um, the start time, it says it's going to start at seven and it's scheduled to go to midnight. Actually, that was, 30, right. that was 34. I, I really should just. If I had won the Powerball, I would have flown out 
to the West Coast to watch just so I could start it at 4 p.m. Because, you know, I wouldn't get jet lag or nothing. Um, the next email comes from another one from Mitchell Monroe, Kofi Mania. So with Kofi set to compete for and very likely win a major singles title, the idea... Oh, you don't know the WWE. The idea of a New Day split crossed my mind, but my basic conclusion was, I don't think that anything, not even this, would split up the New Day. It's always a thing with quality tag teams and groups. When is one going to stab the others in the back? When is one going to set off for greener pastures with bigger headlines? But what if the answer is never? Similarly, we always ask when a wrestler's next big heel turn is. For a long time, we waited and waited for that with John Cena, but it never came. He had a defining character trait of never giving up and always doing the right thing, and because of what he meant to the fans, he stayed true to it, both in and out of character. People have been calling for the New Day to split since the fall of 2015, yet here we are, three and a half years later, and they're still going strong, even in dry spells. Just like it was a defining character trait for Cena to never give up, this brotherhood, as they call it, is a defining trait for the New Day. They stay together, through thick and thin, whether they're competing for tag team gold or cheering one another on in the corner. What are your thoughts on this? Do you agree or disagree? Why or why not? Your essay should at least be 750 words, and be sure to restate your position at the end. Sorry, I just felt like an open response prompt. Continue your podcast. Thank you, TC. Um, Yeah, I sent it out again today, and I think, I don't know if I inspired this email or if I just happened to to coincide with it. Um, My guess is, again, if Vince McMahon's going to continue playing the evil character, you send Big E and Xavier to Raw. And now Kofi's got the belt by himself on SmackDown. And you send Biggie and Xavier to go fend for them. That's how the group breaks up. I don't think they're ever going to turn on each other. I think they just get naturally split up. I don't think that they should do that, though, to be honest. Um, I don't think any of them, are, maybe Big E, but I don't think Xavier or Kofi can survive as a singles competitor on their own. I think they need each other to stay I- relevant. I would and like them to stay together, but it, somebody had said, I can't wait till Big E turns heel on them, and I'm like, no. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen either. I mean, and to hear Xavier very publicly talk about, you know, supporting Kofi and his goal being to get Kofi the championship. Yeah, maybe Big E hasn't been as vocal about that in a way that could lead people to think about a heel turn that way. But I, I don't know. I mean, I think it makes a lot of sense for them to just to stay together. One of the things that used to make me angry about um, TNA wrestling, you know, they, they would get a lot of people over from the WWE, like when they got uh, Christian to come down as Christian Cage, and it wasn't too long before they paired him up with Tomko again. Yep. But like the moment they put those two of them together, they started foreshadowing a break between the two of them. Like it hadn't even been like a week, and they were already foreshadowing it. And by the time they did break up, it was only a matter of months. Um, so. I don't know. I I don't like it when you're always just putting this sort of conflict in between people for no reason. I don't think there's any reason why this brotherhood couldn't be um, everlasting in some way. You know what I mean? I think that's actually an interesting and different thing for characters to do. And in this case, I think it's probably appropriate. Because Again, I I do think as a sum, Asian, the New Day is greater than its parts. Yeah, that's kind of always been the case. And you know, again, well, if you think back, the vast majority of groups eventually break up in some form or fashion, but it doesn't have to be that way. I don't remember Smash ever turning on Axe. If it was good enough for Demolition or the Road Warriors, to give an even better example, I don't think Hawk ever turned on Animal. Um, Bosk, subject line KDDT. Hello to the otter and the bear. Thanks for answering my question about the Google game service. What would happen at Megania this year that would truly shock you? Personally, I would love to see a clean win for Rollins and Kofi. Anywho, best to you and yours, Bosk sent from my iPhone. What would How did he send an email from my iPhone? That's what I want to know. Uh, speaking of which, can you take a couple of minutes to talk about uh, Apple TV Plus 
and whatever not that really is. oh okay only because they didn't really tell us what it is it's a I streaming mean, service right they're gonna probably but what does it cost don't know when does it launch don't know are there different levels of service don't know like they didn't actually give us so any are they just like hey we than... were sitting around five minutes ago and somebody said hey we could try to do a netflix and they were like yeah sure that sounds good we're gonna try to do the, a netflixy thing it's the thing that i think is funny about it is like Apple TV Plus, this this streaming service of theirs, has been the worst kept secret for the last six months. Everybody's known that they were going to come out with something like this. It's there's been rumors and news about it for a long time. We knew even the people they had on stage doing those different series, like that news was out there. That they had signed these people to work on these shows. Like the thing that I think is very weird about the the showcase that Apple put on earlier this week is they put on the showcase saying, "Hey, check out Apple TV Plus." But they gave us only the information that we already had and gave us absolutely nothing concrete. So I actually think it was a pretty large waste of time in most regards. I mean, I think this, the part of the presentation Apple News Plus was interesting. And also, but then they, after that, they, and they went into this thing about Apple Card, their new credit card. At least there was something concrete there. But then they also talked about this Apple Arcade service. And again... They didn't actually tell us anything about what that service actually is. And so, I, I don't know. A little lackluster for the second half of that presentation, I thought. Mm. Yeah, I I was like, okay, Google came out with you know something that was, when you explained it, was of sincere interest to me, um, as we'll get to in my piece of positivity. Um, but, you know, this I was like, okay, another Netflix. Well, I have no interest in yeah. that. I mean, the one thing that I think is interesting about another Netflix, um, and this has been rumored, but and was one of the things that was really looking forward to hearing about at press conference on Apple TV Plus. Uh, there's been rumors that people who own Apple devices, particularly Apple TVs, uh, may get access to the streaming service for free or hmm. to select shows. And that was something that's been heavily rumored, but again, was completely not commented upon. Don't get me wrong, like. I can understand that you, from their perspective, it doesn't make any sense to give that service away for free. Maybe they give you three free months or something. I don't know. And then they start charging you. But yeah, they got to do something to get me interested in yet another yeah. streaming service. And I know what they're planning on doing is, you know, making original content. But frankly, Steven Spielberg being on that stage and saying, hey, we're going to bring back amazing stories. Like, don't get me wrong. Steven Spielberg is a giant of the film genre. But I don't care about amazing stories. Not really. Um, and don't get me wrong. Like they, and at the very end of that show, they trotted out Oprah. And like, don't get me wrong. Again, Oprah has legions of fans. That means something to a large portion of people somewhere. But that's just not me. You know no. what I mean? So I, there's not a lot there for me to be excited about. Yeah. Well, and it's just, and somebody had tweeted it out. Like, at this point, with the amount of money that people are going to be paying for a lot of these services, even if you get oh, just a handful of them. Apple Music, $10 a month. Apple News Plus, $10 a month. We can presume that the arcade service will be at least $10 a month. That yeah. streaming service, probably $10 a month. You're going to start paying $40 a month on top of, you know, your 30 or up to maybe $60 bill that you're paying on your Apple uh, iPhone that you also have leased out and are paying alone on you know what i mean yeah. like you're gonna be spending a hundred dollars a month i mean don't well, be wrong for apple it makes perfect sense no and but... i'm just talking about you know you pay for netflix you pay for hulu maybe you pay for wwe network maybe you're gonna check out the disney streaming service when it comes up maybe you yeah. go and get hbo go or now or whatever and it's called i will say also one thing i glossed over at the apple show they talked about apple channels which is basically like they have this is different from Apple TV plus they have an Apple TV app yeah. on Apple TV. I think it's on the iPads and things as well. It's just sort of con it's just it's just a place where it shows a bunch of different streamings that it kind of just brings them all into one place, right? So you can see stuff that is on Amazon Prime and is on HBO Go and is on Showtime. It just brings it all into one place so you can look at all these things at the same time. And one of the things they announced with Apple channels, you're going to be able to subscribe two channels through Apple, and it's going to bring all that content into that centralized location. Um, I think that's great, but if you looked at the actual channels that they've announced, there's not one that I would subscribe to. I mean, there was at least not one that I haven't already subscribed well, to it. elsewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
So, and like Netflix has already said they're not going to be a part of it. And like, that's like the one content provider who I want to be aggregated somewhere so I can easily search it amongst other things. Without Netflix, to me, it's just sort of a no-go. As to the the question that Bosk sent, um, what could happen at Mania this year that would truly shock me? Um, Roman Reigns coming out to uh, side with Paul Heyman and I don't think help Brock win, but Roman Reigns coming out at the end to attack Seth Rollins, and he's the new Paul Heyman guy. That would here's be sh- here here's my answer. Literally nothing. There is not a thing that could happen at WrestleMania that would shock. Okay. I don't. I mean, honestly, I don't think there is like a heel turn, a face turn, Oscar coming out and costing Becky Lynch the championship. Like none of that is surprising anymore. You know what I mean? And I think that's part of the reason why I've fallen out of love with wrestling at this point a little bit is just. I don't feel like there's any stories left to tell, tell, at least none that they're capable of making me care about. And that's, I think, for me, I would need to care to be shocked. And I don't. Our final two emails, both from our good buddy, Kevin. Uh, The first one has no subject. Hey, guys. Hope you're all doing well. Had a week off with work and was walking a dog today, listening to a podcast by Tim Lovejoy. Not my dog, but borrowed one. So you borrowed a dog to walk. Okay. Very funny and inspirational as he talks a lot about his mental health issues, which I relate to. But this is not a deep email. Was walking and laughing just like I do with yours. Looking forward to receiving my beefcake t-shirt, which has apparently been shipped. I want people to walk up and go, beefcake, to me. Cheerio, Kev. Thank you for ordering a shirt. Kev came in right at the end there, and he he got the original beefcake shirts. There's two of them out there. Brandon Banks, you're not alone. Get that 2.0 shirt before Danielle does. Uh, The final one, Mm -hmm. not a list, but a list. Hi, guys. Another one. After a chat with a few of the besties the other week, we were talking about computer consoles, and I played a recording of a Spectrum 48K loading up with the screeching sounds to Sanj, Pav, and Glenn, as well as the lurkers. The two youngsters didn't remember games arriving on a tape which had to be loaded other than on a CD or downloaded. Anyhow, this got Glenn and I chatting about how times have changed when it comes to getting information of the adult kind. The kids, Pav and Sanj, couldn't comprehend clicking on an image or video on their phone and not getting it straight away. I remember going into the family dining area and opening the windows but closing the curtains in case my mother's car pulled up for a swift delete of history and pants pulled up on the family PC. This is so uncomfortable. We then started reminiscing about UK magazines of the past, men only, razzle, readers, wife, etc., etc. So I asked, can you list your top three adult magazines that you had to go to some out-of-town service station to purchase so they wouldn't know your face? Or, Or are you older than Glenn and I and haven't gone through this trouble of buying a grot rag? I know you don't do lists on wrestling, so thought this might be a nice alternative to keep the besties up to date with a list of sort, but not the list. Looking forward to your comments, Glenn, but written by Kev as Glenn's planning his sex-filled WrestleMania trip with his lovely lady. (laughs) Jeez, I am so glad I'm not in the Find Your Happy chat. Today was a reminder for a variety of reasons, but one of them is that. Oh, my God. I don't remember them talking about this in the Find Your Happy oh, chat. Maybe, maybe I've done this on the maybe side it was somewhere else. Um, I can say... Or I missed it. Uh, I can say I have owned one adult magazine in my entire life. Not one like particular type with multiple issues. One issue of one magazine. That's it. Did you purchase it? No. I was given it by my father. <laughs> That's what I assumed. I assumed you had just found it somewhere. Um, I'm trying to think. Have you ever purchased I, an adult magazine? I don't think so. Because I think the issue here, uh, Glenn slash Kev, is we're younger than you. So yes. while the internet was, you know, while pictures took a long time to load and stuff, uh, we were able to find any sort of content we needed for any curtain pulling uh, instances on the internet. I just remember my first computer when we got online access at home, 
like this i'm sure to some people the youngings i suppose it would be mind-blowing to think that just a picture like you know a 50 kilobyte jpeg stacks a static stationary photo like you would sit there and watch it load line by yes. line by line and it would freeze and it would stop and it would go and you would just be sitting there just like waiting for that next line of information to yep. appear and you're like i think i see a nipple you know what i mean like it was exciting yeah it was exciting times i do recall but it also completely invalidated the need for a grot rag as you say and i do recall and i apologize to mom and dad if you're listening um i recall printing some images <laughs> uh and stashing them in a hiding place in my bedroom um and at one point hearing my parents wondering why they had run out of ink so quickly because of course it was a black and white <laughs> printer uh-huh. but i had you know 25 pictures that i had stashed in the hollow you know arm of a mm-hmm. armchair that i hadn't so no i mean i don't think i ever bothered with the printing but you know, definitely, uh, you know, on the family computer, you you would you would go to C drive, you'd go to Windows slash program files slash cache slash dat slash temp slash a two one three five four slash dx three four. You know, yeah. like you know what I mean. You'd have that super hidden directory that nobody could ever possibly know or find, unless of course they just went to the directory structure and did asterisk dot jpeg in the search in which case yeah oh lord all the jig would have been up thankfully thankfully my parents didn't have that but i was it was it you know the family computer was in the office which was closer to my parents bedroom than my bedroom so it was Mm. it was a you know you get in you get what you need and you get out you're not you're not (laughs) hanging around there were no we didn't have doors that locked in my house yeah so i mean i will say um I don't know. The closest like sentiment to this, I think I really get is it, it, it's a mixture, right? It's not like it's not actually pornography or or whatever, but like I I used to really be into horror movies, you know, when I was sure. growing up, and uh, you know, sometimes there would be scenes yeah. uh, of 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 scantily clad ladies in these films, and there was something to you know that USA Network late night sort of program. You know what I mean? Where and it it was partly to see the horror movies because they'd be less edited for television that late, and partially because well, if they're showing this movie at night, it's got to have some good stuff in it. Like I can remember setting my alarm clock for like you know one a.m. and 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 you know putting it under a pillow so it wouldn't be that loud, and you know sneaking all the way downstairs to the furthest room of the house away from my parents' bedroom to turn on the television down there as low as I possibly could to, to watch two hours of a horror movie um, more than once. So yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm pretty sure this is the one. Uh, my my version of a, well, a grot rag just sounds gross, but uh, the January 1998 edition of the Raw magazine, which featured a sunny swimsuit shoot. And I understand that saying that you were into Sunny is kind of, you know, gross now because of what happened to the poor girl. But, uh, yeah. Whatever. That's all I needed. Time and place. That's the theme of today's episode. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was a very positive experience. And speaking of, what is your piece of positivity as we head into the, uh, the last week before Mania? Um... Yeah, I mean, I, we talked a little bit about the, my, my project I've been working on. Mm-hmm. I've been making some good progress there, I feel like. Um, to start, I, like I said, I still haven't finished an episode, but like I'm finally starting to feel like it's not... Um, I'm not banging out a lot of words every day. Like Maybe I'm only getting through a paragraph or two, but it's starting to f- flow through me again in a way that I haven't felt in a while you know it takes a while to work those absolutely get those creative juices flowing when you're when you're starting a project and you're not really sure what it's going to turn into there's a lot of you write a couple sentences and you're like no this doesn't feel right and then you rewrite those sentences and then once you're like wait no i think it's this you start Mm -hmm. cruising a lot of editing a lot of reformatting restructuring finding that 
voice. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I do suspect that when I finally do get through the first script, I probably will then still go through an editing oh, of phase. But again, but to your point, I feel like, you know, the reason why progress is so slow right now, I'm doing everything wrong according to a writer. But I'm sure, you know, Danielle, who's, who's you know, participated in those November uh, writing months would tell you, you can't edit as you go. You just got to write. You just got to write, 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 write. Get your first draft out. Get it down. Get it out. Then worry about editing. And that's my problem is I can't ever seem to do that. Mm-hmm. I, I need to edit as I go along, which just makes it just prolongs the process. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, so I don't know. Uh, my piece of positivity is a video game. Uh, but I'm not playing it because this computer can't hold it. But there's a game that I found on uh, on YouTube, people playing it, and it is called Satisfactory. And I've tweeted it to you a couple of times, and you've either missed it or just not responded. And you're probably not in the mode for a new video game because you got a project you're working on. But Satisfactory to me, it's you're a, you're a a person that's settling down on a, a new planet and you've got to build stuff. And the idea is you're building stuff and unlocking these new things. And it reminds me – there's a Minecraft element to it, but you're not creating shelters and things. You're creating a factory. So you get onto this planet and you've got to find an iron deposit and you put a miner down and so now you've got some iron going so you start building some things and then you're you know and then you are able to create this but then you can find you know that you need copper for copper wire so you got to go find the copper mine but you can build conveyor belts so you can hook up a system where the conveyor belts get the copper from over here and bring it to you over here in your factory but that needs electrical power so you got to set up power lines that go to that and then you know you can arrange for smelters and constructors so you can automate a system that the hey man whoever smelt it dealt it dealt it so the copper comes in from the the mine and it goes through a sm- such a child and it goes through the <laughs> smelter so now you've got copper bars and so you put it on a conveyor belt and it goes into a constructor and you've set up that constructor to turn those copper bars into copper wire and then you have conveyor belts that take it to a storage container and now you've got this sounds awful to me really okay so i the i don't know i like building games i do you know you know that um but something about the way you're describing it with having like everything have to be interconnected and taken from place to place just makes it feel like i don't know like like I'm trying to solve a maze or something. Well, there's, I don't there's know. definitely a strategy in problem solving. So I, I was watching one, you know, Jack Septic guy who is a famous YouTube gamer. I watched some of his stuff, and he made, he built his factory on the iron mine. So now he's, hmm. you know, a huge distance away from the copper mine, and so he's debating: Do I literally tear everything down and start over? Because I should be putting this halfway in between. And there's monsters to fight, and there's explorations, and you find. Things hmm. that you analyze that'll help you make your system better. So you find, you know, these. Is it a first person game? Is it a third person game? How do you fight the monsters? Are you shooting? Are you, you creating units to you, patrol? No, you have a. You essentially have a taser to start, but as you're developing, you can develop a rebar gun, and so now you've got a weapon, like a. a okay, so it is sort of like Minecraft, first person yeah. perspective. Yeah. And you know, huh. but you can set up a. You know, you can set up. But so I'm watching this other guy who's got – he found coal. And so now he's got <clears throat> a tractor. You know, the coal mine puts stuff in a tractor and the tractor is automated. You record the route you want it to take and now the tractor is automatically taking a full load of coal, bringing it to the base and then going back out to get another one. Hmm. So I, you know, from a problem solving perspective, from a, you know, I want it to look like this and do I want to have two floors and all of that, I'm finding it interesting. I wish I could play it, but again, that's why I'm excited for this Google Stadia, Stadia, whatever, because if I can play anything on a, you know, Chromebook or a phone or whatever, it might give me the ability to play some of these games that I'm now just watching. I almost fired up Minecraft just to build something. (laughs) <laughs> so just to scratch that itch. but yeah but there's lots of videos on it uh they look you know there's some people who are kind of piecing it together and some- so why don't you just build yourself a gaming pc or 
purchase yourself a gaming PC? Because the ones that I'm looking at are like $1,200, and I'm not willing to spend that much money on that. All right. So, can you? is there a way to build one that's less than that? It depends on what parts you need. So, so we'll see. You know, maybe I'll, you know. If I the come problem into, is it's going to be difficult to build a computer if you have nothing. You know what I mean? Like I, ha- I like have in my closet an old tower from a very old computer. I think the one you helped design for me when my parents were buying me a computer and asked for your help. And you may or- Oh, and then I ignored them for a year. Yeah, they love that. They were really yeah, happy. They still hate that. me about that, they don't, don't they? They don't. I didn't really mean to ignore them. <laughs> but I'm bad at responding to anybody. I don't know. The last couple of weeks. Just ask GQ. I'm terrible. The last it. couple of weeks, I'm like, hey, do you want a podcast? And you're like, I'm ready in five minutes. And I'm like, okay, I got to get moving. I was expecting you to be like, yeah. you know, seven, sure. But like, I mean, it's not necessarily those parts. I mean, like, I think I could put together a, a pretty decent gaming tower for you for probably around $500. The problem is then you need a monitor. You need speakers. You need a keyboard. You need a mouse. I have like, all those, all those peripherals cost. I have, well, I have a lot of that. So, well, we'll see. There's potential there. We'll see. We'll see. Anyways, uh, we hope you've enjoyed this episode. Of- I'm going to look into it. There's some new AMD uh, APUs that have dedicated graphic. Not dedicated. They're integrated, but they're like dedicated quality graphics. It won't be like anything superb, but I bet you it'll run. It would run most things probably pretty well. All right. And I don't know what that would cost. Well, I'll look into it. I would appreciate that. Yeah. Like I said, birthday's coming up. <laughs> Well, you give me the money, and I will <laughs> oh, transform wow. that into a thing. What gift? <laughs> um, I hope you've enjoyed the gift of this podcast. Uh, Doc Manson, anything you'd like to say before we head out into that good night? If you'd like to have your thoughts read on the air, you can do so by sending your message to podcast at ddtwrestling.com. If you want to listen to this episode as well as other episodes of DDT Pod and episodes of that show that we once did called The List, <laughs> you can go to ddtpod.com as well as to your podcast repository of choice, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. And finally, if you like what you've heard, and how could you, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Wrestling to send just a little bit of financial support to DC and Doc to keep the lights on, and the podcast train a-chugging. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. And until we meet again, my friends, enjoy the go-home week before mania. Won't you be our besties?